You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadim Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church. Or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Welcome to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks, or sections based on themes, that it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading 2 Kings 11.1 through 14.22, 89 verses today. Now when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal family. But Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's sons who were being put to death. And she put him in his nurse in a bedroom. Thus they hid from Athaliah, so that, she, so that he was not put to death. And he remained with her six years, hidden in the house of the Lord, while Athaliah reigned over the land. But in the seventh year, Jehoiada sent and brought the captains of the Karites and of the guard, and had them come into him in the house of the Lord. And he made a covenant with them, and put them under oath in the house of the Lord, and he showed them the king's son. And he commanded them, This is the thing that you shall do. One third of you, those who come off duty on the Sabbath and guard the king's house, another third being at the gate of Sir, and the third at the gate behind the guards, shall guard the palace. And the two divisions of you, which come on duty in force on the Sabbath and guard the house of the Lord on behalf of the king, shall surround the king, each with his weapons in his hand, and whoever approaches the ranks is to be put to death. Be with the king when he goes out and when he comes in. The captains did according to all that Jehoiada the priest commanded, and they each brought his men, who were, who were to go off to duty on the Sabbath, with those who were to come on duty on the Sabbath, and came to Jehoiada the priest. And the priest gave to the captains the spears and the shields that had been King David's, which were in the house of the Lord. And the guards stood, every man with his weapon in hand, from the south side of the house to the north side of the house, around the altar, and the house on behalf of the king. Then he brought out the king's son, and put the crown on him, and gave him the testimony. And they proclaimed him the king, and anointed him. And they clapped their hands and said, Long live the king! When Athaliah heard the noise of the guards and the people, she went into the house of the Lord to the people. And when she looked, there was the king standing by the pillar according to the custom, and the captains and the trumpeters beside the king, and all the people of the land rejoicing and blowing trumpets. And Athaliah tore her clothes and cried, Treason! Treason! Then Jehoiada the priest commanded the captains who were set over the army, Bring her out between the ranks and put her to death with the sword, and put to death anyone with the sword anyone who follows her. For the priest said, Let her not be put to death in the house of the Lord. So they laid hands on her, and she went through the horse's entrance to the king's house, and there she was put to death. And Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord and the king of the people, that they should be the Lord's people, and also between the king and the people. Then all the people of the land went to the house of Baal and tore it down. His altars and his images they broke in pieces, 
And they killed Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altar. And the priest posted watchmen over the house of the Lord. And he took the captains of the Karites, the guards, and all the people of the land. And they brought the king down from the house of the Lord, marching through the gate of the guards to the king's house. And he took his seat on the throne of the kings. So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet after Athaliah had been put to death with the sword at the king's house. Jehoahash was seven years old when he began to reign. In the seventh year of Jehu, Jehoash began to reign, and he reigned forty years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zibiah of Beersheba, and Jehoash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all his days, because Jehoiada the priest instructed him. Nevertheless, the high places were not taken away. The people continued to sacrifice and make offerings on the high places. Jehoash said to the priests, All the money of the holy things that is brought into the house of the Lord, the money for which each man is assessed, the money from the assessment of persons, and the money that a man's heart prompts him to bring into the house of the Lord, let the priests take, each from his donor, and let them repair the house wherever any needs of repairs are, is discovered. But by the twenty-third year of King Jehoash, the priests had made no repairs of the house. Therefore King Jehoash summoned Jehoiada the priest and the other priests and said to them, Why are you not repairing the house? Now therefore take no more money from your donors, but hand it over for the repair of the house. So the priests agreed that they should take no more money from the people and that they should not repair the house. Then Jehoiada the priest took a chest and bored a hole in the lid and set it beside the altar on the right side as anyone entered the house of the Lord. And the priest who guarded the threshold put in it all the money that was brought into the house of the Lord. And whenever they saw that there was much money in the chest, the king's secretary and the high priest came up, and they bagged and counted the money that was found in the house of the Lord. Then they would give the money that was weighed out into the hands of the workmen who had oversight of the house of the Lord. And they paid it out to the carpenters and builders who worked on the house of the Lord and to the masons and the stonecutters, as well as to buy timber and quarried stone for making repairs on the house of the Lord, and for any outlay for the repairs of the house. But there were not made for the house of the Lord basins of silver, snuffers, bowls, trumpets, or any vessel of gold or silver from the money that was brought into the house of the Lord. For that was given to the workmen who were repairing the house of the Lord with it. And they did not ask for an accounting from the men whose hand they delivered the money to pay the workmen, for they dealt honestly. The money from the guilt offerings and the money from the sin offerings was not brought into the house of the Lord. It belonged to the priests. At that time, Hazael, king of Syria, went up and fought against Gath and took it. But when Hazael set his face to go up against Jerusalem, Jehoash, king of Judah, took all the sacred gifts that Jehoshaphat and Jehoram and Ahaziah, his fathers, the king of Judah, had dedicated, and his own sacred gifts, and all the gold that was found in the treasuries of the house of the Lord and of the king's house, and sent these to Hazael king of Syria. Then Hazael went away from Jerusalem. Now the rest of the acts of Joash and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? His servants arose and made a conspiracy, and struck down Joash in the house of Milo, on the way that goes down to Silla. It was Josachar, the son of Shimeath, and Jehozabad, the son of Shomer, his servants, who struck him down, so that he died. And they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. And Amaziah, his son, reigned in his place. In the twenty-third year of Joash, the son of Ahaziah, king of Judah, 
Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, began to reign over Israel and Samaria, and he reigned seventeen years. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and followed in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which he made Israel to sin. He did not depart from them, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he gave them continually into the hand of Hazael, king of Syria, and into the hand of Ben-Hadad, the son of Hazael. Then Jehoahaz sought the favor of the Lord, and the Lord listened to him, for he saw the oppression of Israel, how the king of Syria oppressed them. Therefore the Lord gave Israel a savior, so that they escaped from the hand of the Syrians, and the people of Israel lived in their homes as formerly. Nevertheless, they did not depart from the sins of the house of Jeroboam, which he made Israel to sin, but walked in them. And the Asherah also remained in Samaria. For there was not left to Jehoahaz an army of more than fifty horsemen and ten chariots and ten thousand footmen. For the king of Syria had destroyed them, and made them like the dust of the threshing. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoahaz and all that he did, and his might, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Jehoahaz slept with his fathers, and they buried him in Samaria, and Joash his son reigned in his place. In the thirty-seventh year of Joash king of Judah, Jehoash the son of Jehoahaz began to reign over Israel in Samaria, and he reigned sixteen years. He also did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart from all the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which he made Israel to sin, but he walked in them. Now the rest of the acts of Joash and all that he did, and the might with which he fought against Amaziah, king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Joash slept with his fathers, and Jeroboam sat on his throne, and Joash was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Now when Elisha had fallen sick with the illness of which he was to die, Joash king of Israel went down to him and wept before him, crying, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And Elisha said to him, Take my bow and arrows. So he took a bow and arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, Draw the bow. And he drew it. And Elisha laid his, laid his hand on the king's hands, and he said, Open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, Shoot. And he shot. And he said, The Lord's arrow of victory the arrow of victory over Syria, for you shall fight the Syrians in Aphek until you have made an end of them. And he said, Take the arrows. And he took them, and he said to the king of Israel, Strike the ground with them. And he struck three times and stopped. Then the man of God was angry with him and said, You should have struck five or six times. Then you have struck down Syria until you had made an end of it. But now you will strike down Syria only three times. So Elisha died, and they buried him. Now bands of Moabites used to invade the land in the spring of the year. And as a man was being buried, behold, a marauding band was seen, and the man was thrown into the grave of Elisha. And as soon as the man touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood on his feet. Now Hazael, king of Syria, oppressed Israel all the days of Jehoahaz. But the Lord was gracious to them and had compassion on them. And he turned toward them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and would not destroy them nor has he cast them out from his presence until now. When Hazael king of Syria died, Ben-Hadad his son became king in his place. When Jehoash the son of Jehoahaz took again from Ben-Hadad the son of Hazael the cities that had taken from Jehoahaz his father in war, three times Joash defeated him and recovered the cities of Israel. In the second year of Joash the son of Jehoahaz king of Israel, Amaziah the son of Joash, king of Judah, began to reign. He was twenty-five years old when he began to reign, and he reigned twenty-nine years in Jerusalem. His mother's name 
was Jehoadin of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Yet not like David his father, he did all things as Joash his father has done. But the high places were not removed. The people still sacrificed and made offerings on the high places. As soon as the royal power was firmly in his hand, he struck down the servants who had struck down his, the king his father. But he did not put to death the children of the murderers, according to what is written in the book of the law of Moses, where the Lord commanded, Fathers shall not be put to death because of their children, nor shall children be put to death because of their fathers, but each one shall die for his own sin. He struck down ten thousand Edomites in the valley of Salt, and took Selah by storm, and called it Jokthiel, which is its name to this day. Then Amaziah sent messengers to Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us look one another in the face. And Jehoash, king of Israel, sent word to Amaziah, king of Judah, a thistle on Lebanon sent to a cedar on Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son for a wife. And a wild beast of Lebanon passed by and trampled down on the thistle. You have indeed struck down Edom, and your heart has lifted you up. Be content with your glory and stay home, for why should you provoke trouble so that you fall, you and Judah with you? But Amaziah would not listen. So Jehoash, king of Israel, went up, and he and Amaziah, king of Judah, faced one another in battle at Beth Shemesh, which belongs to Judah. And Judah was defeated by Israel, and every man fled to his home. And Jehoash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Jehoash, son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh, and came to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem for four hundred cubits, from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate. And he seized all the gold and silver and all the vessels that were found in the house of the Lord and in the treasuries of the king's house, also hostages, and he returned to Samaria. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoahash that he did, and his might, and how he fought with Amaziah, king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? And Jehoash slept with his fathers, and was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. And Jeroboam, his son, reigned in his place. Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, lived fifteen years after the death of Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel. Now the rest of the deeds of Amaziah, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? And they made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent after him to Lachish and put him to death there. And they brought him on horses, and he was buried in Jerusalem with the fathers in the city of David. And all the people of Judah took Azariah, who was sixteen years old, and made him king instead of his father Amaziah. He built Elath and restored it to Judah after the king slept with his fathers. We have a lot of fighting. There's a lot going on in this section, a lot of different names. But it begins with Athalia, who was a, kind of a new Jezebel, just a, a terror of a queen. And as soon as she takes control, she has 
everybody else killed so that she can consolidate power. Now that is normative behavior for a ruler. Uh, that's just, if you read any kind of history, you just know that as soon as a ruler is taking place, most likely all of the opposition or all of the threats to that power are going to have to be eliminated. That's just, that's just history. That's just, that, it's common sense, really, in, by human nature. Now, it's, it's not at all what God's heart is. It's not at all what the Lord would have people do. That's why she is shown as this despicable woman and eventually killed. So God's plan all the while was to preserve this one life. There's this one son of the king remaining. She has no idea. But for years, years, it's a couple sentences in the Bible, but for years, this is, the, this is what's happening. And eventually, it's his time to reign. And Athalia reaps what she sowed. There's a big theme of you will reap what you sow. And it's, it, it, it doesn't happen right away. When you plant some tomato seeds, you're not going to be eating tomatoes for dinner that night. But eventually, tomatoes are going to come. And if you plant bitter seeds, you will reap bitterness. Probably not immediately, but eventually it's going to come. The Lord is continuing to work out His plan. And another thing that is really important in the section that we read today is, is that Elisha is dead. And so now Elijah is gone, Elisha is dead, and we're left without one of the major prophets here in Israel, which is going to lead us into the next section uh, that we'll be reading after 2 Kings. But there is much more happening during these years than what we're being filled in on. See, the, the books of kings are just kind of a, a highlight. You'll get a little bit about this king and a little bit about this king and just a broad overview of what was going on in, the, in, the, in Israel and Judah during that time. But you're really not getting much of... You're not getting a ton, really. And, and it's uh, as we get into the prophets, the, the major and the minor prophets, we'll be learning a little bit more about what was happening during these days. But... It's, it's also interesting to note that you have Israel and Judah now openly going to war against one another again. You have Israel coming up to fight against Judah and destroying the walls of Jerusalem. Now this is, it's given to you as just kind of factual, this is what happened, but it should break our hearts as we consider what God's intentions were in, in choosing Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and the 12 sons of Jacob and what his heart was in, in bringing forth uh, this, this new nation into the world so that the world could look upon them and see that there is no God like the God of Israel. And now they're fighting with one another, tearing down the walls of Jerusalem. And we kind of end in an ugly spot, but we have, um, there's always hope. And we'll continue reading with it tomorrow, but until we get there, I would ask you to consider what does this section of scripture to, uh, ask of you? Uh, what, what is God like? What does this section of scripture tell us of, about what his character is like, what his nature is like? Who is God according to this section of scripture? What does this section of scripture tell us about who we are uh, personally, about ourselves and what's commendable and what needs to change and finally what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up inside of you while we were reading this today take those thoughts turn them into prayers and we'll be right here again tomorrow until then 
God bless.